You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. I am thrilled to have you. So in our podcast right now, we're in the middle of a series that is really unique to Carterville. Uh, we're in a series we're calling The Nine Ways to Follow Jesus. This is something we talk about at Carterville uh, from time to time. There are posters and banners up all over our church with the nine ways that we follow Jesus. This is uh, just part of how we encourage ourselves to be sure that we're not cultural Christians, but to be sure that we're real disciples of Jesus, that we're being changed. And so we found in the Gospels essentially non-distinctive things that resonated with us that we saw Jesus and his disciples doing differently than the Pharisees and other people who were going through uh, legalistic or ritualistic religious steps. And we just, we wanted to break free of that. So we we talk about, about the nine ways to follow Jesus. And I would love for our church family to use these nine ways uh, to kind of self-evaluate as you follow Christ. Well, to help me today with our podcast is my friend Hannah Melaine Jackson. So Hannah Melaine, welcome aboard. Thank you. Hannah we're going to be talking about community. Uh, but before we do, I know that some people in our church know you super well. Some people don't know you quite as well yet. Let's have a moment to introduce you. So you are an intern in our student ministry. And how long have you been doing that? I've been an intern at Carterville since last June. Okay. And you've been going to church here for a little bit longer than that. But you've been discipling the ladies in our student ministry um, for over a year now. Congratulations. Hey, that's a pretty big landmark. Okay, another little fun thing is you just recently had an old per, uh, your own personal landmark in your life. What was it? Big event. I just got engaged to Austin Altman, um, the youth director at Hardy Street Baptist Church. There you go. So shout out to Austin. Congrats, Austin. Good move, smart man, and congratulations. So we're excited about your wedding this winter. Uh, we're glad we get to celebrate engagement with you. And, and we're really glad that you're coming to talk about community today. So Hannah Malane, community is one of the nine ways that we believe you follow Jesus. When we looked in the Gospels, we saw Jesus creating a certain kind of community around him. He started a new family. And that said, let's talk about community. What have you, what have you brought for us today? Uh, first of all, I wanted to say um, that I've just really appreciated being a part of the community that is here at Carterville. Um, I think a lot of people here do community well. Um, I know I've felt loved and accepted by the church members here at Carterville. Um, I'm super excited to be talking with y'all today about community. Um, and I have two passages of scripture that I wanted to read over you as you're preparing for your day or finishing your day. Um, and the first one that I wanted to start off in is Acts 2, 42 through 47. And here I think we have a great example of the original church um, loving each other well and loving the other others around them well. Um, so in verse 42, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Awesome passage. Thanks for sharing that, Hannah Thank Hey, before you, before you go to Colossians, I, I just want to 
I guess, take a minute to say, you know, something that you and I talked about a few minutes ago that I've never really noticed until recently is, so that Acts chapter 2 passage where we're talking about the church being devoted to fellowship, to breaking the bread, to sharing all things in common, selling things to meet each other's needs, like this really dramatic picture of the church living common life, sacrificing for each other. It also says, as you read, that awe, A-W-E, awe came over everybody and miraculous signs and wonders uh, were being done in the midst. And so lots of people were being saved. Like the community was watching this church who was experiencing great Christian community. And as the watching world looked on, like they were impressed and started to be saved. And I just, I wondered today how many of the miracles that they were witnessing were miracles that were born specifically in the context of community as if community was the necessary environment for some of those miracles. You know, um, some of the examples that we talked about a few minutes ago, you know, maybe maybe they watched forgiveness happen on a miraculous scale, and they thought, how could you forgive that person? God truly must be at work in your life. Maybe they saw um, forgiveness on a larger scale or reconciliation, you know, to watch Jews loving Gentiles and vice versa in a way that was not common in their culture. I know that's a little bit early for you know Acts 2 before the Gentiles really start to fill the church, but it, maybe it's those kinds of miracles that some of the watching world got to see in the church, or maybe even miracles of healing. You know, somebody is sick, and the reason that everybody knew about their healing is because somebody in community with them started to pray and started to gather more prayer warriors. And as they gathered around in these prayer gatherings and witnessed a miraculous healing, it was community that was the catalyst for that miraculous work. And so I've never thought about how um, in that in those Acts 2 moments, you know, when you're reading about this church with strong community and watching the world around them get filled with awe because of the miracles. I wonder how many of those miracles um, specifically were, were energized or it was necessary for them to be in community when it happened. That's a pretty neat thought for me. Uh, Hannah Malena, I have a question. So when I was younger... Um, I heard a lot of people who, I guess, were more had more of like a Lone Ranger Christian mentality. You know, their idea was, hey, listen, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. I don't go to church and I'm not going to go to church. I don't have Christian community. I don't need it. Um, I don't have to go to church or have a church family to be right with God, which may or may not be true, I guess. But, um, but I, that brings up a question, you know, from my younger days, something that I used to ask. And that is, do you think that a person can really follow Jesus Christ? without Christian community? I would think that the answer would be no. Um, Yes, you can follow Jesus without community, but you are definitely not as effective for the gospel ministry if you are not in community with other believers on a regular basis. And I think that points back to the fact that we're supposed to be community-minded individuals. Like, from the beginning, from the get-go, um, God said it's not good that man should be alone. And what we were talking about earlier, like even God in the Trinity, like there is a beautiful aspect of community there. And we were formed in his image and his likeness. Um, so I think that would be the reason that one of the reasons that it's so important to have Christian community. Um, and then two practical ways that I've seen in my own life that Christian community has brought fruitfulness in my life is, first of all, just encouragement to sit down across the table from another believer and say, hey, these are the things that the Lord's been showing me. What is he showing you? What are the ways that you are growing? Um, what are some ways that I can be praying for you and encouraging you? 
And then secondly, I've seen people who have called me out on things because they saw the way um, my life was going or maybe they saw something that I couldn't see because I was like knee deep in a situation and I couldn't see the full picture. And so I think that Christian community is very helpful, especially in those two aspects of encouragement and also accountability. Good word. You know, if you think about it, Hannah Malane, we could go through the scripture and probably find dozens and dozens of things that you cannot really practice well by yourself. It's hard to forgive. It's hard to bear with another person. It's hard to encourage. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to do a lot of the things that Jesus told us to do. You know, to serve by side by side. Or so while theoretically it might be possible for a person to be a believer and reject Christian community. You know, to choose to have no church family, to choose to not love any other believers. Um, that's just a mangled up version of what Jesus gave us. That's not at all the picture. You're right. God created us in his image and the first person on the face of the earth, he said, you know, it's not good for man to be alone and began to create community that reflects himself. Well, you know, Hannah Malane, it's impressive to me to, as we wrap up the podcast, just to remind our church family, you know, for Jesus, he talked about his followers as a family. You know, he said, whoever does the will of my father in heaven, these are you know, my mothers and my brothers and my sisters, this is my family. And so Jesus came to create a family. The Bible talks about us being adopted into God's family through his Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about God as our father. You know, we are his household. And so, you know, in very real terms, one of the most powerful metaphors for salvation is adoption into a family. And you don't do family all by yourself. The second metaphor that seems super strong to me in the New Testament is um, this you know, consistent picture, especially in Paul, that we are the body of Christ, that together we're all gifted differently and we start to serve side by side and together we manifest the body of Jesus on the earth um, because we have different gifts. You know, the hand doesn't say to the foot, the eye doesn't say to the mouth, you know, because I'm not a mouth, you know, I'm not valuable. So Paul's encouraging the whole church to use all their gifts so that the body of Christ can be powerful. Well, body life is impossible by yourself. You know, and so both of the, to me, the most compelling and powerful metaphors for New Testament Christianity from Jesus and from Paul, um, they just don't work by yourself. I would agree. So you're never going to be, in my opinion, you're not going to be pushed to grow in the likeness of Jesus. You're not going to be pushed to experience the spirit and fellowship with other believers and brothers and sisters. You're not going to have to forgive. You're not going to, you know, your patience is not going to be tested. You're not going to learn nearly as much as you could. Like really Christianity is a community endeavor. And if you read the gospels, you watch the the way that Jesus taught his disciples to be family, to be community. And I think it's a beautiful picture for the church. Hannah Malin, thanks for coming to help us think about community. Church family, I want to encourage you, like engage community well, even during COVID-19 where we have to physically distance some. Love your neighbor super well. Love your church family. Love your Sunday school class. Surround yourself with believers in whatever capacity is safe, wise, and comfortable for you. But let's never forget that the church is a family. We're a body. We're a community. Thanks for being here, Hannah Thanks for having me.